before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests and which deliver their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is Within the Barrens. What'd you all think? <laughs> Well, thank you everybody for being here. Um, I appreciate it a lot and being able to see this and then seeing that there's some people in the audience that haven't hasn't seen this before. What did you think of it? I loved it. Pretty good. Are you uh, ready to see their other film that yeah. was just teased? That's uh, currently in the festival circuit right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. There, there may be uh, showing coming from Top News, though. So oh. If you follow our page yeah. on, like, Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook, St. Drogo, um, we'll announce any upcoming showings. In yeah. X and Threads and Twitter and Blue Sky. Sorry. I'm mad that we have to make Threads part of our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we are at our Q&A part of the, the show, and we will be opening up to... The audience if anybody wants to come up and ask any questions but thank you guys so much for being here and thank you for everybody who has came up tonight to support horror and cinema and say uh cinema salem as well it's uh it's always an honor to be here and i thank them for allowing me to do this thank you thank you um i have interviewed uh interviewed all of you this is the <laughs> third time second time for for this film but i thought it was different um, because this is the first time that this was shown here. Because if anybody knows Salem Horror Fest, um, Kayla, she was here earlier. Um, she's also the creative director of the, uh, the cinema that we are in. But when their film debuted, it was during COVID. So it was on the virtual part. And um, I just wanted to ask, you know, if we go through everybody, what's it like to finally be here to show this on the big screen since you weren't able to before. It's fun because like this is like a drive-in movie. The whole point is just to laugh and have fun, and you know it's it's just more fun seeing with a bunch of friends and all drinking or doing whatever. <laughs> so it's watching on a laptop or at home is just not as, as fun. Exactly, exactly. But I have, I think we've all seen this movie over a thousand times, <laughs> and I will still drink and laugh through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be sorry about that at all. So, I didn't uh, apologize. He apologized. <laughs> <laughs> we may have been cackling in the back, but it's. Uh, it's Mike, you or Wayne, anybody have uh, any, any thoughts, Ryan? It's, it, I mean, it's supposed to be gross, gritty, and fun. Like, you know, talk with your friends, yell at the screen, you know, do what you want. It's meant to be 
watched as a crowd or with friends. So um, you know, talk as much shit to it as you want. Like you know, it's it's there to be fun. It's there to be you know, um, just entertaining. Yeah. Also, the, the glory hole scene was never meant to be seen alone. You know? <laughs> it's always fun to hear people say ooh and gross and then laugh when the sausages come on the screen. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Great transition. Yeah. Yeah. Great transition. Yeah, it gives me, it's very like little shop of horrors vibes. That's what we were, like, we're intending. It's supposed to be uh, fun. We were like joking about dressing him in the costumes, and I'm the only one who did it. No, I did one. I don't know where I dressed. I remember Pearl's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's minus the sleeves of when we're going to the club. I, I was definitely <laughs> expecting the whole peacock outfit. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I don't know where that went. So. <laughs> I and if we're dressing in costume, Officer O'Hara, what, oh. what, what is this shape? What is this shape? You're wearing my outfit. Next question. <laughs> um, I know, uh, I believe previously when we talked, you, you went over the music and how you were saying when you were filming this and when they were performing, you had to go and essentially write all new music. So I wanted you to talk about it here with an audience to kind of explain what you had to go through to get the music made. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so some of the, the drag queen performances, specifically Janet Fitness and then uh, Rosebud Ciancy at the end, they both came with music that was like Rihanna, and then one specifically. was specifically one was Rihanna and, and FK Twigs. Yeah, and then someone what was it? The Patty Page. Patty Page, and she came with the Patty Page song, and she was like, "This is a public domain." And then we were like, "No, it's not." <laughs> so then we had uh, a few friends who are musicians. Uh, watch the clips, look at their lips, and make up lyrics to what they were saying. Uh, so specifically, Janet Finnis, her first performance, which has a song called Two Left Titties. It's um, so good. Yeah, uh, that was, that was uh, done by Bright Light, Bright Light. Uh, and then uh, Jackie Camel did the second song with Rosebud Ciency with the piano. And uh, So yeah, that was some of the songs. Other songs we... We had and folks created for us before we filmed the drag performances. But yeah, we weren't about to pay like a million dollars for a Rihanna song when we had like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. It's it's always fun going back and like watching this film and then realizing that's what you had to do for some of these performances, and I just laugh out loud. Um, Wayne, I want to draw attention to you because of your amazing stunts throughout the whole film. Was there a favorite stunt out of all the ones that you did that you like remember? You're like, yeah. I mean, I never got thrown through plate glass, which was in my contract. <laughs> violated. But my favorite actually was, um, so anytime that you saw the killer, it actually is me. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so it actually is me, but when we did uh, Audrey Hartburn's death, where she gets smashed into the, the mirror, um, I actually accidentally hit her face. Oh, <laughs> man. Wait, this is your favorite part? It just comes out so fun. Um, I mean, the, the fake glass was fun. Uh, turns out synthetic glass does actually cut. 
So I think in the end, a lot of that blood actually on my face was real. Oh, interesting. interesting. But yeah, oddly enough, smashing her face into that fan movie was awesome. Not, not putting ashes she over somebody. She should have played that day. Yeah, oh man, yeah, you just let know that she's well, okay if she's alive. She's alive. <laughs> she has since changed her name. And face. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of ashes, so for, for that scene, um, we had like a mini disaster that luckily it worked out. But we had bought this, uh, so there's a whiskey decanter um, that, <laughs> that Gloria's uh, uh, drag mother, um, kitty litter, her ashes are in it. And so uh, we thought that would be appropriate for where if you keep kitty litter's ashes. If you know kitty litter, it was actually a real drag queen in Providence, historically. Still alive. Um, still alive. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. It's not, she messaged me this weekend. She's oh, alive. Okay. She's not um, But uh, yeah, so it was actually breakaway glass because we had to break it over uh, young Gloria's head. And so we didn't account for how heavy the ashes were. So, uh, and they weren't real ashes, it was like, I don't know, it fake was, crown. I would hope it was it real ashes. It was like <laughs> a plant bone marrow and oh, a yeah. newspaper that I made. Yeah, so, so Wayne goes to, we're filming, and he goes to pick up the decanter like this, and the bottom just falls out, just from <laughs> oh, the upper no. motion. So he was, we have it in the blooper reel too, we have like a 30 minute blooper reel on the DVD, uh, and Wayne's face of just like complete terror and shock when the thing falls out. Um, but we just kind of like pieced it back together and he held the bottom and then we just like filmed, you know, movie magic. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. That's awesome. I, I didn't know that, so that's, that's awesome. I'm gonna go back and watch that and watch the bloopers on the DVD, which are out there for anybody who is interested. Um, yes, that, that's it's really fun. Hell yeah. Um, so, Brandon, yeah. your character, did you pull uh, for your accent and how you are acting with your body language? Was there anybody you were thinking in particular that you were drawing inspiration from? Yeah, so I had two bosses in Providence when I first went to work job wise. Um, one of them was at an Italian restaurant that I worked at for 45 minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so I go in, this is like big fat Italian guy, like like soprano style. These two little girls at the register, he's like, hey, these bitches cute. He smacks one of their asses. It's like day one. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like just we go in the kitchen. The the cook is like cutting raw chicken on the same cutting board with like the lettuce for the salad. Oh, that, and like, yeah, that's yeah, that's unsafe. We're out of here. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jake wants to get a break. I was like, yeah, I just got in my car, went home. Like, I don't blame you. Like, no way. And then the other one is um, I worked at the Providence Eagle for about um two years, and we had half my time there. This guy Paul is my boss. That like literally is twenty two fingers, like. But they didn't do drugs, which I, I still question if that's actually true, but he was, oh my god, like literally, yeah, those two characters combined, and oh. <laughs> my beautiful muses. <laughs> you, like, everybody's performance in this film is so, like, it's not over the top, but it is over the top, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's really enjoyable, and um, I want to pivot over to Chris, because of you. You have, I think... One of the best death scenes within the whole film. So doing the whole getting yourself killed and going through all these clothes that you have no right to but doing it anyway. What, what was it like being killed, essentially? I was actually told I was the main character of the film, so oh. I thought I was going to make it. Uh, 
me being murdered was just a surprise. <laughs> um, I think what was our original script? My death was not a heel in the face. It was a, a um, slice of Achilles. Achilles. <gasps> yes. So we have some weird footage of me dancing on a table, getting my Achilles cut, wearing like a weird Sia wig, and hitting the floor. Um, I never saw it. It's not even on the bloopers, but it exists. Um, Can we get that? <laughs> one day, I'm sure. It's one of the things that I loved about Broadway Brian is he was designed to be murdered. He was <laughs> like, yeah. he's a sweet, very dapped character, but he was not paying attention and he was going to die one way or another. And uh, I think his uh, commitment to himself towards the end yes. is what I still love about him the best. <laughs> so yes, he gets murdered, but in the end, he still gets a quip in. <laughs> so, it's so good. I, I relate with the character tremendously. <laughs> All right, and now I guess we'll pivot over to Mike. So your character, were you basing him off of anybody in any films? Like, where were you drawing inspiration for this detective? Uh... Okay, for the for the accent, there's two things. I watched speeches that Marty Walsh did, and then I also I also watched. Uh, it's a good, it's very niche. There's this one called The Curtain Lady of Cranston, and it's this woman from a commercial who loves the curtains in this store in Cranston, Rhode Island. Just YouTube it later, you'll understand. And she talks for like ten minutes about how much she loves the curtains in the store. So those are the two. <laughs> those are the two boys. I like would listen to them, and I'd be and I, that's like yeah, that's what I got. Um, and then any of the stupid fucking lines that the cops said were just like you know like CSI or like SVU where they'll say something very dramatic and then the music will be like boom boom and it'll cut to a commercial. That was just like all the lines. Like those are the only lines that were doing. stupid like. Serial fat killing vampire with a taste for blood, like <laughs> redundant, <laughs> stupid. That was just, yeah. Like which vampire doesn't have a taste? Yeah, for blood. exactly. Meat potatoes. Stupid <laughs> meat potatoes. So that's mostly where we where we got that stuff from. Oh, that's nice. And um, if anybody didn't realize, there was a little cameo in this film. It was Linnea Quigley. If anybody didn't catch on that, but she is in this film very briefly, and um. I guess to pivot over to Ryan, even though your role is small, but not that small, because small, you mighty. end up getting ran over. <laughs> so with with your intestines and, and the intestines that were <laughs> used later in the film, um, what was it like essentially having to really play dead? Oh, well, so I, I well stand by the fact that I think my Death is the saddest one in the whole film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. I heard all the ahs and the no's, like, oh no, whenever it got hit. And I, I really, you were an innocent. Yeah, I was an innocent. I really was. I mean, I was just being like, I was, you know, being trafficked by like 22 people over here. And, you know, like I was trying to escape, couldn't get out. Um, finally stood up for myself, walk out with my head held high, and, you know, for 20 years up, and then like, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Um, oh yeah. No, Another statistic. 
Uh, but the death was a little, I mean, like, it's funny because of the intestines and everything, it's, like, so extra because it's, like, you hear this, like, splat noise, which, like, probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just laying there with, like, all my guts out on me, so it's, like, a little campy and over the top, but uh, it was fun. It was fun. I, I do like the movie magic that you guys did with your head of it, you know, being there and then cutting to you and then dropping, like, really making it seem like it was, it was severed, so... Really good job on on the low budget, making it seem very very real. And I guess you know, going on with the low budget, what was the total that you guys uh, put into this film? If you want to say, I think it was between like twenty to thirty thousand, uh, somewhere in there. It's always hard because like we don't. A lot of times people are spending their own money, and it's hard to tally up everything. We may not do it exactly, um, but you know, there's there's gas like to and from sets there's food that's 20 to 30 thousand drink tickets uh, we didn't actually <laughs> quantify the currency but <laughs> um so yeah i think it was it was around there uh which is actually similar budget for our uh second movie saint Grogo that you just saw the little teaser for so we're sort of working consistently within like a range um a budget, and hopefully a budget yeah the same same budget and then Hopefully for the next one, you know, in the future we'll be able to get a little bit more. But uh, I think we do a pretty good job with stretching a dollar and doing what we can with what we have. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, and look out for Saint Drogo because it's a trip, literally. <laughs> it's a trip. Um, but that's pretty much all the questions I have with the limited amount of time that I have. If there's anybody in the audience that wants to come up or shout out a question, um, they they are all yours. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. So, what are your individual favorite characters? Like, other than who you played as? Like, who's your favorite? <laughs> Ooh. I, I'm gonna just jump in. Gloria Hull will always steal every scene for me. She eats every fucking scene up. Or I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. We, we actually made the movie better because of her. Like, we're like, oh no, we, this is like a volunteer project, but you're talented and we're gonna make a good movie for you that's my answer yeah i agree gloria hobo like she was as mike would say she's the de niro of this picture yeah <laughs> i know I, there's so so many good good uh friends of ours that really like went balls to the wall for us uh for free <laughs> and i i know they already said it i'm gonna say gloria hole and only because i've seen this movie a thousand times and then every time I watch it, there's something new that Peyton St. James does, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, every second, like, even the, like, there's, like, it's, her, the faces she makes, like, in just, like, transitional scenes as she's walking, it's every little thing, she's so. She's a goddamn professional. She's a goddamn professional, Tony. <laughs> so, I, it's Glory Hole for me as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to Glory Hole. <laughs> yes. um, every time she walked on the set, it was it was, it was was magical. Um, we just did so few takes with her. She just invited the character, came so prepared, improv a lot of stuff that we ended up keeping in the movie. Um, and just like, we, you know that drag queen. I mean, uh, I'm assuming everyone here knows drag queen. <laughs> like, you know that old, like, older, like, cigarette smoking drag queen. <laughs> so, she tired. It's a familiar role. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say Pup was my favorite. Yes, yeah. yes. Justice for Pup. Uh, but other than Pup, um, yeah, I mean Gloria. Like, yeah, it's just it's hard to to beat Gloria. Um, and I also just to say something a little like different. I love Brian's character oh, yes. as well. Um, 
it's just he, he's like very endearing, but you also want to kill him. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, like he's not paying attention yes, when, when yes, Wayne is like yes. telling his life story and he's like on his fucking phone and then making those stupid faces and then showing up and telling like mansplaining drag to like Gloria Hull who's been doing it for like sixty years. Um, and yeah, and then by that point you're like, all right, TikTok, like let's stab him, like kill him, you know. But, uh, yeah. That's exactly how Ryan feels about me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not true, most of the time. Um, but yeah. I will also say Gloria. <laughs> um, any other questions? Sure. Uh, two quick questions. First question, were any of the murders tragedies? It's a very astute observation. I'm not going to officially answer this because it's kind of like officially a secret. Um, <laughs> my sister did make an observation. She's like, I did not guess it was Gloria Hole because she was so old and slow. So any murders that didn't seem old and slow maybe wasn't Gloria Hole. There was someone else and I was packing my shit, didn't you hear? They're actually, I don't know if they actually made it into the deleted scene, but there is like a, there is some, there was some footage filmed where there is some dialogue between Dwayne and the X. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if it actually made it onto any of the delete scenes. Like, there was yeah. things that had to be trimmed for time and yeah. um, obvious red herrings. But, um, oh, but I'm going back to tragedy and Gloria. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, I feel like it was, to me, it was always directly Gloria, but I mean, I could see that observation there. Um, <clears throat> I you get nervous, just what would your sequel be? What would my sequel be? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we chatted about a sequel. I think if like someone threw a big chunk of money at us, we could definitely do a sequel. Um, we have we have uh, our second festival right now supplying, and we have a third one we're dying to make. We're trying to like get a really big budget for that, but um, if after our third one, if uh, we, we might do a sequel. <laughs> It'd be fun. We have some ideas we're tossing around. So. Are Brian, so in the world of desktop are Brian and Detective O'Hara will make Yes! So many people miss that. Yeah, so Sony, it was like a very last minute decision. It was either that um, he was my son and I like disowned him. <laughs> Or that because we were distantly related. But yes, we were supposed to be related. I don't know why. For no, 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 wait, no, 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 but so there are so many uh, cop scenes we had to cut because our original cut of the movie was about like six hours long. It was <laughs> oh, I'll take that. insane. Uh, but we had like this very long cop this story where like their deep seated kind of closeted homophobia and their overt homosexuality was like blasted across the screen. 
And we had to kind of cut some of that, but so much of it was that we're like, what if Officer O'Hara had a gay son? <laughs> what if it was Brian? <laughs> and that was with that whole scene of like, hello, I'm Brian O'Hara. That was like the whole point of that. <laughs> I love it. I was, yeah, me sired you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm older than Mike. <laughs> No, we just like look the same age. But... Oh, that's nice. <laughs> there was also so much mythology within like the movie and where it could go and what direction it could go in. Um, we talked the idea of obviously a uh, tragedy and showed glory of the way of the blood magic. How old actually is tragedy? Yeah. Yeah, we have this weird backstory for tragedy, but. That'll be it the HBO like, series. It's like 3,000 years ago in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, it does go back to Egypt, so don't even ask us about it. <laughs> yeah, wait. Wait, oh. Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, in the background of the uh, the office, you can see the My Bloody Valentine poster benefiting the movie itself. Do we have deep uh, fans here? Are there deep fans in the audience? <laughs> Security. Yeah. He's back. He's back. There's got to be something on the board. Oh, look, it's the movie's own promotional. Did you guys do a lot of like grassroots kind of like, like, hey, come to this event and help partially benefit the entire, yeah, entirely. Uh, the entire budget was crowdsourced. <laughs> we did like two GoFundMe's and then we just threw a bunch of parties in Providence. Uh, we're all. Most of us, all, I, mean, I think actually all of us, have worked in nightlife in Providence in some capacity. And so we really used our connections. We threw My Bloody Valentine, which was like a Valentine's, that was our first one, yeah, Valentine's uh, drag show. That was really, really fun. Uh, we did uh, a best in show, but with like pups, like pups, pups, best in show. They were much more talented than I was. <laughs> yeah, like, and like, real pups. Oh, so yeah. like, we identify as pups, and these are yeah. our real handlers, and we're like, we will respect and we will throw in a good show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, one person yeah licked his balls. It was really cool. <laughs> that was uh, part of the talent show. Yeah, that was the talent. Yeah, we did a, a walk, a talk, and a trick. <laughs> <laughs> we also another more successful one. <laughs> uh, we also did an interactive uh, murder mystery that was really fun. Uh, we all acted in it. Uh, and that was, that was really cool. That was my favorite. That doesn't even include Brandon's credit card debt. <laughs> Still working on that one. Um, Wait, last question. Oh, yeah, yeah, so uh, what I know, I mean, I haven't seen now both movies, uh, <gasps> that your company is incredible with uh, practical effects. Thank you. Right? And, uh, you know, you talk about how you see this movie so many thousands of times. So, like, having watched it again, is there, like, one of the practical effects, you're like, we fucking nailed this one. Like, that was the one. I mean, this movie was always the glory hole penis and meat grinder movie. Um, that one was done by Victoria Elizabeth Black. So if you watch Dragula, which is like a cooler version of Drag Race, um, she uh, is a contestant on that. And uh, she did she did the penis meat grinder, the massage scene, and then uh, the cutting. Um, and she's, she was so fantastic, like she was so talented. She drove down, or drove up rather, uh, from Florida in her van with her partner and they like lived with us for like a week. And we just did like three back-to-back -back, um, scenes. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really awesome. The, the, yeah, the, the penis and the meat grinder will always be, always be the one. 
and not to be like super narcissistic, but I get murdered, right? And I got a high heel in my face. What I love about that scene is it is my fucking basement. Um, and we learned that that was like a fucking dollar store high heel that we had to bring in like four different kinds of industrial equipment to cut the heel. We didn't even realize that cheap heels are made of like titanium. Like, um, it was way harder to actually get that. So when we actually cut the heel, it was a big deal for us. And that was before it was even in my face. And uh, that little that comes out of my eye, I look at that and I'm like, we nailed it. <laughs> like, I'm just laying on the floor of my basement after hours of trying to cut the dollar store tree heel. And then I was like, strap it was hand. all worth it. It was all worth it. I got drunk while we were watching this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take the mic away. <laughs> All right. Any other last questions? We have time for maybe one more. Go ahead. Is there a connection between Deathdrop Gorgeous and Danny Girl? You see the Provincetown uh, postcard, and obviously they're driving there. Did you all have Danny in your mind uh, during Deathdrop <laughs> yes and no. You're um, asking me to take the mic back. <laughs> take the mic back. No, no, no. no. Um, if you watch St. Drogo, there are some repeat faces and some cute little Easter eggs we definitely threw in there. Um, they're in a, yeah, we joke about having like our, our own Marvel universe, but it's the monster makeup universe. And there's this weird, weird overlaps. Um, we also joke about uh, like a sequel with Gloria Hole versus uh, uh, someone <laughs> in St. Drogo that I, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But um, yeah, not intentional, but sort of a sort of a Marvel universe going on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, actually, I, I think someone did compile yeah. a list on Spotify. Yeah, so um, <laughs> some of those bands aren't on Spotify, but I think the majority, or I think like ninety percent of them are. So yeah, the score is not. So it's just just the it's just the songs. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many of the songs were like friends of ours that like made songs for us, or just like let let us use them uh, for little to no money. <laughs> Release a full cut of hashtag I swallow. Uh, <laughs> we probably have that one. I think that, that, that might be on Spotify. DM on Spotify. I, I could be wrong. That, that might be on Spotify too. Uh, but that's the artist name, Sig, Sig Oasis. Release the swallow. Release the swallow. <laughs> or spit it out. <laughs> it, um, it might be hard to find, but I, I did compile like a track list of all the song titles as well as like the artists, either like Bandcamp page or where you can listen to their other music. If the song was not online at the time when I made that list, the songs like I don't have that linked, but I have like the artist pages and stuff. Um, and they're all local or like near local uh, musicians and bands and they're, they're all fantastic. So yeah, highly recommend. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here and thank, thank you. you for watching the films and the short film. Um, one final announcement um, right now, Tickets for the next event that is September 28th, we are gonna, I'm going to be showing Pool Party Massacre with Drew Marvick in attendance. So if anybody is interested in that, if you just follow or go to the, the Ticket League page where you bought these tickets and just go to the event, it's listed right there and they are on sale right now. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out and everybody else over here coming from Providence. This was amazing. Thank you to Cinema Salem. You guys are amazing and um, I'm happy to be doing this and to many, many more.
Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is this the part you were recording? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>